or is it cold in my house? Your house is chilly. It's at you 68. keep the window. You keep the windows open. And you also got ice cold bars. I haven't wrapped in a while. We wrapped in. We wrapped under the the freeway. Yeah, we wrapped in front of that homeless guy. How did I forget about him till right now? <clears throat> he was uh, he was nodding out to the beat. Right, he was like, "Yo, this shit fire." It's like simultaneously the saddest thing ever. But because we were drinking and yeah. about to go see JID, yeah. Do you think he asked? It was just you, part of the experience at that point. Do you think point? he asks you to take your shoes off when you step into his house, <laughs> so that and then put them in a pile of shoes? Yeah, and then you step on shoes. Glass. Go over there. You step on glass and needles, and just go. Oh, oh. and he goes, "Yeah, that's new flooring. <laughs> just got that. Uh, just installed that this week, actually. So that's fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blood is all natural. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, watch out for the needles over there. I'm going to mm-hmm. use those. Don't don't step on them. He shits on the ground. So then he can repot some nice flowers and pagonias he's got out front. It was fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ha- I took a picture of it, but he wasn't in the picture. He was probably underneath the umbrella he had set up for a bed. <laughs> it looked like disaster relief uh, housing, didn't it? It looked like when Louisiana got hit by Hurricane Katrina. It was... Just devastating, and it was, and we had to pay to park there. Yeah, yeah, twenty dollars to to have to pay to park there. Sorry, I'm just checking to make sure our levels are good. They are. To have to pay to park there, and then to have to nose in to mm-hmm. somebody's trash pile house, to then back in and just headlights straight into his living room, yeah. which was also his bathroom and yeah. dining area. Yeah. That felt awful. Yeah. I was invading his privacy for sure. He had no idea we were there. We no, should we actually didn't. back up a second. We went to a JID and Smino concert. Love for Rent concert up in uh, Philly. Yeah. So Ryan and I bought tickets back in the back as soon as they announced because that shit was, that had to be getting they announced up. it. They announced it in October and we saw that they were coming into Philly March and we were like, we got to go. So we got the tickets, drove up, had a fucking slice of za, and then we went to the concert. And I paid for that was the a nice slice of za too. Dude, that was a nice restaurant. I liked how like it looked like trashy on the outside, like it was just a brick wall. But the entrance was dark, in an alleyway. Dark alleyway. You know, if you're a female, don't go there. If you're by yourself, you know. But then again, it also somehow felt kind of safe. Why? The kids walking around. Lots of girls were walking by themselves. Well, they were, but you know they live in Philly. They're used to that. Sure, but this, I guess, but yeah, this, you know, from an outsider, this looked like a dangerous little for alleyway. sure. From an outside right. perspective, yeah, don't go right. But right, there's like barely any signage out on the front. You you walk up to this like you know sealed off like plastic flimsy door. You walk in marble countertops and a vaulted ceiling and a pizzeria i was like wait a minute chandeliers that are kind of like neo-modern art Mm -hmm. you know there's like one that looked like a storm cloud right above the circle bar yeah and then you know we there's just hipsters of plenty dude everybody was wearing like this big wide frame glasses and like the shaved side head but slick back uh, Tommy Pickles haircut. Action Bronson was sitting behind us. Did you see those guys? Yeah, he was eating anchovies on a pizza with a cheese. It looked like the fuck that's delicious crew was having a pizza and a couple <laughs> bottles of red. I liked how right behind the kitchen us. had like an open glass like floor plan. And you could see those boys working hard. Sweating. Throwing Sweating in the cheese, dude. That's the way I like it. Of ovens. Anyway, we got some za. Then... We went to the concert. We parked out front of the Fillmore. We park in this parking lot that's underneath of the freeway, right? It's it's not like train or anything, right? Uh, that part was 95. Either way. We're underneath of this freeway. And, I mean, it's got like maybe 100 cars parked in there already. But off to the side where there was really only room left to park, which the guy told us park over there, but there were plenty of other spots to park. He has to organize it somehow because otherwise it's chaos. Hey, but also don't put the 
tweak and homeless guy in front of my parking spot. Or right? just like rope his house off. Don't. Yeah. How about we just don't park there? Yeah. How about Ticketmaster takes a fucking eighty dollar hit and doesn't park people in front of that guy's yeah. hovel? I'm sure if we complained about it, maybe he would have just told us to move. Maybe, but, but then he would have just put the next guy there, yeah. and it would have been a Range Rover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so this there was like, when we parked, there was just this guy, um, no money, obviously. <laughs> he had dents. He had way more dents than I ever could imagine, but especially in his arm. But he was out front of us, and he was just chilling in the dirt, knees down, head down, just smashing beetles. Just smashing Beatles. And we, me and Jake, we were like, you know, let's put on some good music for him, you know, because we felt bad. He looked a little cold. We wanted to warm him up a bit. And then we, we were getting in the groove, and we just started rapping. And, you know, next thing led to another. He starts bobbing with us, and, you know, we just had a good time. Just put a coat around his shoulders, and yeah. he actually spit one or two verses for us. He did. Kind of cold. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't understand cool. the words, but it he was He was foaming at the cold. mouth. They were so hot. I felt awful. <laughs> I felt so bad. Yeah. I wanted to just like give him money, but it's like that guy doesn't even know what money is. Dude, he definitely would have used your coat probably as a blanket because he's cold, right? He didn't. He probably didn't have a blanket. He, there was so much stuff yeah. piled up. Yeah. It, it looked like the room of requirement. Yeah, yeah, and Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, shit. He just had, had so much ev- He bullshit. could, And then we were saying like when you're, you know, it's like in your house here, like I know where everything is. I yeah. know where... You know, my bookshelf is. I yeah. know where, you know, you say, like, where's the uh, the hammer? I'm like, mm-hmm. it's over there. Yeah. The, I got to imagine his setup is probably like that. For sure. Like, if someone's like, where's the piss jug? Right. It's over there. Mm-hmm. So you could see it had, like, it, it was methodical. Yeah. But, man, it was just so depressing. Now, but if you're outside, you probably don't have a piss jug. You probably I think, no. You, you maintain decency. I no, think. but you just dig a hole, dig a hole, and you piss and shit, and then you cover it, and then you make another hole. Maybe yeah. He could be pissing just like off site, you know. And where else is he gonna piss? He, he's not gonna go to the Walgreens down the street and use their bathroom. Why not? The world's his oyster. <laughs> the world is his something. And he's a pearl. Yeah. But anyway, the concert was fire. Was sick. So we got in there, and Smino just just got on stage. Yeah, and they uh, didn't have any openers, which I'm surprised. I think there was one opener that we missed because we got in there around like eight thirty. Yeah, doors opened at eight. But normally, even the opener will be out there for like an hour. But it said the concert starts at eight. But it's good though, because like, I don't like a whole lot of bullshit. I came to see who I came to see. Yeah, openers is great, but. Mm-hmm. If I don't really know who they are, I don't necessarily always care about who they are. Now, there's some people who we have found yeah. from being openers. When we saw ASAP Ferg yeah. at the same venue, right? We saw him mm-hmm. at the Fillmore. Maybe it was Electric Factory. It was Fillmore because was there was Fillmore. a bar. So it we was went Fillmore. to Fillmore. It was Fillmore. We saw Denzel and IDK. Mm-hmm. And this was before I knew who IDK was. We also saw Suicide Boys at... Uh, the Fillmore, right? And they they brought it was a great that was a great day tour. So it yeah. was all gray five nine guys mm-hmm. when we went there. That was we saw Ramirez, we saw Shakewell, we saw Chetta, we saw Chetta. Chetta was up first. Chetta, big shout out to Chetta. Chetta just had a Germ. new album. Did you like that new Chetta album? I didn't listen to it. You got to listen to that new Chetta album I know. because it sounds like prime time Suicide Boys. Yeah, yeah. It's, I like Chetta. Chetta's it's gray good. as hell. He kind of looks like me. He had like the gold chain. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. He yeah. had like a nice like black. You know, t-shirt on, sweats. Like if you worked at a pizzeria, certain greasy, yeah, and maybe like Le- he was like a less slithering. he was a less hygienic me, way less hygienic, yeah, way more money though, way more money. Definitely, he had like three or four real chains, more bitches too. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, right? Probably, he probably don't get any bitches. Cheddar gets mad bitches. Well, if he looks like me, he might get a couple. But <laughs> that album was good. You got to listen to that album. Because okay, it really out. is like, uh, it's, what was the uh, Suicide Boys album that came out before Stop Staring at the Shadows? That. Was that the I Want to Die in New Orleans? Yeah. It's I Want to Die in New Orleans era Suicide Boys okay. sound. Okay. But it's Cheddar. Okay. So, so he's little, on drugs. A little rip-off-y. So he's on drugs. 
I couldn't understand his words, so I don't Okay, know. so possibly. It's possible he had some influence in the drug department. In the bloodstream. Yeah. Um, in the pharma department. Yeah, we saw... Um, who, who, when, I remember when I saw Tame Impala last year. The opener for them, it was like... It, it kind of felt derogatory because just the name and who was the lead singer. But the the name of the group was Jungle Pussy. And it was like this big Amazonian woman. Crazy. If she named it. But I'm saying she probably named that's the That's okay then. Right. But it just felt awkward. If somebody else <laughs> if you're named produ- it. The producer or the executive was like, well, you know, I like, you know, your name is the band. But also, what about Jungle Pussy? Listen. Real band, look them up. Listen, Jasmine, you're beautiful. You're so talented. I could just eat you up. Now, you come in here asking for a contract for a group called Jasmine and the Pussycats. I have a proposition. What do you think about Jungle Pussy? Yeah. Doesn't that just scream? <laughs> I don't even know what that would scream, but it Doesn't ain't good. That just, that's going to really rope in the audience. Yeah, yeah. God damn. It's going to tie him in. And then as soon as you're about to walk out on that meeting, he goes, five million. Yeah, yeah. And you go, okay, five million. I'm Jungle yeah. Pussy. Yeah, exactly. I'm Jungle Pussy. No, but so the reason I brought up brought up the Ferg concert any at all was because that's how we discovered IDK, uh, yeah. which was dope. Now this concert, I obviously I I didn't even know who the opener was going to be. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I wasn't going to care. You know, yeah. I only was there for Smino and JID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I can't remember when we went to go see Logic and Joey Badass. I can't remember who the opener was for them. Nor can I. I think maybe Joey Badass was the opener at that point. Was he? I mean, he was a co. He was co head. He went. He was right before Logic. The middle act. Yeah. The but opener. I, don't, I can't. Remember. I remember because that's when I stole that woman's blunt, and I was like, "Yo, can I hit that?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." And I hit the whole thing, and I was like, "She handed it. back an L, like a six yeah. inch L," and then you handed her back. A, a roach, fucking dude. roach. <laughs> Just oh, a man. damp, wet roach. I was giving it to other. I was giving it to people. You I passed like, it here, back here. to me, and yeah. then to somebody else. I don't know. If, I don't know if Nick hit it. By the time it got back to her. Fuck, man. Dude, she was like, "You could just keep it." I was like, "Yo, yo." <laughs> we stole from her, dog. Yeah, that's when Logic acknowledged you. That was sick. Mm-hmm. Logic acknowledged me. Yep. I feel great. Um. Uh, let's get back to the JID Smino concert. Yes. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was really good. So we Smino watched, plays... All, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. We were going to say the same thing. Smino plays all of his new shit from Love for Rent. Yeah. Uh, album that we talked about a little bit while back, but I don't think we reviewed it on the podcast. It might merit a review now. No, we did. I don't think I was there for it, and you told me to listen to it mm, eventually, mm. and I did listen to it, and it's really good. It's um, got some really good songs on it. Yeah. What we What we discovered... Was that Smino's music doesn't necessarily translate to live performance? Yeah, it, it didn't have the same impact. No, I think like he's really good at R and B, and he's got like that soft voice, which is awesome. Um, and other than looking at pictures, he doesn't really look like how he sounds to me. Uh, but watching him perform. You like when you go to like an R and B show, you know, because I've been to a couple. It's it's never like hype, like trying to get mosh pits going. Mm-hmm. I think he was trying to do both, and it wasn't working. Because Love for Rent's like a real like it's really good. There there are some really good songs on there that have like a good like upbeat, but I feel like he was trying to get the crowd way too hyped up for what his actual content was. Yeah, there's no you can't have a wall of death yeah. mosh pit to mm-hmm. no else. Open that shit up. It, Open that shit up. Plus, let's not even mention the fact that it wasn't instrumental like DJ playing the music. It was a band. Yeah. Not instrumental DJ. Yeah, not def- a DJ playing the music. It was a band. That live certainly band. changes the vibe. 
But there was a guy on like a, it was like a, a key guitar. That was sick. Yeah. The keytar? The keytar. There was this guy on, on a fucking keytar plugged in. That shit was going hammer, dude. That thing was just. He, he had like a long ass ponytail or long hair, too. Something didn't he? like that. Because he I was don't know. swinging that shit, bro. It was, yeah. That shit was mad majestic. And I think he had, um, I think he had a JID shirt on. Like Probably. He's a stand. Dude. I'm not sure. But. It was a good concert. It was just, that was, yeah, that was one thing we took away was just like some stuff he was doing really wasn't relating to his actual performance. Now, he played like Noel's and 90 Proof, which are his two like big ones right now. Mm -hmm. But then he played Wild Irish Roses. I was hyped about that. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite Smino song. Yeah. It's slow. It's like very like intimate and whatnot. Just, I don't know, maybe... You know, I'm a geezer now. I had to right. put in earplugs, yeah. right? And you forgot your earplugs. Yeah, you gave me earplugs, and I forgot them in my jacket. I had to put them yep. in, and I think it might affect how that shit sounds mm. when it's a live band playing. Yeah. Because when it's a DJ playing, it's just about how loud the levels are. It gets bass boosted. And you put the headphones in, you just all you do is cut out that damaging yeah. part of the music, and it's just a good, like, very even level of music that's easy to enjoy yeah live band though there's so much variation in the volumes of things mm -hmm. maybe i was just missing a lot of like the higher registers and stuff but it just didn't it just didn't sound great so yeah. you know i i appreciated smino love smino yeah big ups to smino uh but jid was jid was the part of the show that was the best yeah i think like when you have a band it's certainly more raw right like you know, people make mistakes and like you can like speed up the song based off like what the drummer's doing and you know, people might be off key. Mm -hmm. If there's a DJ, I mean, as long as he knows what buttons to press, you know, it sounds fucking good. And I think like they did that raw sound because like I think Smino would have sounded better with DJ, but I really enjoyed JID with the band because his shit's like way more hype. And like, you know, drum beat type, you know, like he, he could rap really over anything. And um, 151 rum. Dude, 151 rum on drums. Sick. Man. Sick. Yeah. Did he play stick? He played stick he at the played end. played stick at the end. And yeah. that was his closer. So he, at the this is the only, the only part of like the live band thing, I think, that takes away from uh, the quality of the show is that for a song like stick. Yeah. It, it almost needs to have the DJ. Mm -hmm. it, DJ drama needs to be, y'all think you're talking, y'all think you know what's happening yeah. next? Yeah. I'm thinking invasions. Right. Stop playing on Dreamville's time. Right. Now, I think that's a no-no on JID's part, right? Like, he should have had somebody who was singing that. Big no-no. Like, imagine if uh, the, the one girl who was singing up on stage, Juliana, whatever his name, her name was, what if she was like, I told you to pray on her. It's like, you're crazy. Like, I know y'all know this next one. We always say that, but like, you're right. Like, that is a DJ heavy song and DJ drama always brings that hype shit. And like, there was no lead up to stick. It was just like, the show was almost over. Everybody kind of knew like, okay, we're about to pack things up. And he just kind of like, you know, darkens the light a bit. And then he's like, he did open a pit. He opened a pit for stick. Yeah. He's like, I heard it. I heard that one of y'all wanted to play stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you're going to be my hype girl. Mm -hmm. He's so like, he's so like smoother jazz Andre 3000. Honestly, he kind of sounds like Michael Jackson. Oh, he does. He's like, come on, girl, come up here. I'm going to get a little nervous. JID's got the smoothest voice. Yeah, yeah. It just, he's so also, by side note from the show, JID is the most humblest yeah nicest dude i think i've ever even seen in hip-hop at dude suicide boys scrim spit yeah. on a bitch's face but you know what that's the that's the crowd though like the crowd wants to be spit on you don't think that somebody would have taken a lug from jitty i mean probably but that's not jitty's bag that's not jitty's bag jitty's bag ain't about you know fucking a bitch with his thumb in her ass you know and like just spitting on her back and shit. Like, that's that's Ruby the Cherry vibes, right? Absolutely. Ru Ruby the Cherry talks about snorting the 30 off of 40. 
putting Fenty in her cup. I mean, I just, you know, it like, you know, it's a different crowd. Absolutely. Okay, so that makes sense then. Yeah. Uh, Jitty's bag isn't loose. Yeah, Jitty's Jitty's bag is is tight. It's tight. And, and just uh, like the other, you know, so nice. Yeah. So down to earth would just be and like he did some like really corny shit where he was yeah. like, "Y'all okay if I get a little emotional on this next one?" Yeah, yeah, that was during Brother them. And if we were like, he, "No, yeah. <laughs> he, don't do," I mean, it. he was going tough the whole time, and then he was like, All right, "I'm gonna play a little something that's that's a little more lightheaded." And uh, I'm gonna just go take a seat, and I'm because I'm a little nervous, so I'm gonna turn this way for a he little did. bit. He did. He sat a little He nervous. sat in the back of the stage, and he like kind of turned to the side a bit. That was all started, bad. Yeah, that well, was no, no, no. all bad. He, well, he was he was starting to sing all bad, and then he transitioned into Brudenham. Was that when he walked back? To, yeah. To, okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but man, when he played all bad, man, that was so good. Because another that's very emotional. Now yeah. I think what he did was he took the beginning of the set. And he kept being like, you know, we got to get the emotional stuff out the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to, and then we're going to turn it up. He's mm-hmm. like, we're going to turn it up just like 10%. Yeah. Y'all yeah. okay? We turn it up 10%. Yeah, and it was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Please, <laughs> for the love of God. Dude, I, there were so many other songs I want him to play. I know. You know, especially off the Never story. He hit the big ones, though. He did hit the big ones. Opened I, with Never. Yeah. He played Louder. Yeah. He played Louder too. Mm-hmm. Then he played All Bad, Cody Blue 31. Yeah. Or he Cody played Blue. Crack Sandwich. He played Crack Sandwich. He played Brud and mm-hmm. He finished with Stick. He hit Time. Uh, what's the... I Got Time. Yeah, I Got Time. He played that. I think he played My Boy. He played Radar. Yeah, he did play Radar. He that was like played the, my That boy. was like second or third song he played. Yeah, again though, like Radar yeah. is an excellent hype song. Yeah. But without the, the DJ playing it, yeah. it doesn't hit the same. I think I think this is what I come back to all the time is like, you know, when we go out to bars and there's a band there and they're playing fucking Monsters by Eminem and Rihanna. It pisses me off. Good song. It is a great song with the fucking right sounds, dude. If you're playing on the drum set, You mean that like jam session? Yeah, man, like when it, it's like a or like a when lady. we get, like when we used to go to like fucking, you know, Rooney's or um Oh yeah, down in the downstairs in uh, yeah. Deer Park and shit. Yeah, and like they're playing good music, but on a band set, and it's like it just doesn't equate, dude. Like right. the, you know, they try to play Black Beatles Percocet. that one time. Molly Percocet, and they're yeah, just yeah. like There's some a dudes guitar. on a fucking uh, tambourine, like Percocet, Molly Percocet. Like, Come on, man. I I completely agree. I think like the band was a really good idea for a lot of JID songs, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, he had to play stick, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it would have been easy for the band to just be like, hey, let's take a fucking five minute break while these guys jam out on a fucking DJ. Like, imagine if yeah. the band just like cut down the light, right? They had the heart in the back. Fucking DJ just had some light show going, damping all the lights. He was like, I know y'all know this next one. He had crystal This there is an with invasion. <laughs> <laughs> And you're just like, and you're just like, I almost felt like J.I.D. was trying to prevent the inevitable riot. If he played stick to that level, the place would have imploded. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a bunch of kids, coked up, craziness. Mm -hmm. Like if you go stick 100%, 110%. Yeah. That you're talking about it's a inevitable. couple kids getting it's smushed. It's inevitable, and it, it's definitely career ruining. Like because Travis Scott is so successful, it's the only reason why he's still doing heart check shit, heart check. And so that that's something that I did like was that the Love for Rent tour. They went right in the beginning. As soon as we got there, we were they they were saying like you know throughout the sets we're gonna just ask you guys to give us a little heart check, make sure everybody's good because there was a bitch behind us who was coked out drugged and she fucking fell right on her flat white ass she got petrificus totalis dude, dude. she, she got, went ugly. she she went the opposite of leviosa dude she went down okay she laid horizontal and and i wasn't naked and i'm glad she didn't like bad. grab your shirt to like stay up because she you might have gone I, with I, her i definitely like elbowed her off me <laughs> You knocked her out. So I said, get the fuck you off. Knocked her, you dude. knocked out a lady. Yeah, but you know what? She was with a guy. And and I knew they were together because they were talking about certain songs they wanted to 
be played and like you know she would he was getting her drinks and then when i turn around you just hear a large like thud she drops her drink of course the fucking floor is stinky as shit dude i feel so bad for whoever the janitor was whoever had to scrape but her off the ground there were people passing out you know whether it was drinking or drugs or fucking just not drinking water i counted five Five. On our on our side, yeah, including Mrs. Petrificus behind us, Miss Miss uh, fucking Miss Trelawney, whatever the fuck her name was, dude, with the big ass glasses, Professor Trelawney, Professor Trelawney, dude. Um, she, I mean, there was just there were plenty, and like you know, like you said, the concert wasn't that hype, but even still, people are fucking passing out left and right. So I appreciate them, like you know, checking in every now and then. Well, hey. It didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. Because <laughs> all the kids that are still work. fucked up. But I think that was more or less like for the people who are doing mosh, right? Because mosh sure. is like, you know, there's an etiquette. Like if someone falls down, everybody kind of should stop, help that person get up, and then you push them right into the crowd. The mosh pit is like a self-regenerating, self-correcting organism. I went Someone to, goes down, someone goes exactly. up. Someone I, comes out, someone goes in. Dude. I went to the August Burns Red Christmas special concert, and that was up in... Reading, and that mosh pit was like a fucking tycoon dude i mean this shit was huge it was an open pit and people were just running in circles and there Ooh, was a circle of death and there were yeah there was a circle and and that's like was, the shit that the the muslims do when they go yeah. to, they go where do they go for their um their the huge uh pilgrimage mecca when they go to mecca, mecca and yeah. there's the the tomb of the rock, yeah, that big like cube, yeah. and they just all go around. It's just hey. just litting it up. Dude. It looks so fun. There was a fat guy, like three hundred pounds, at this August Burns Red concert, mm. and he knew he was so big that he couldn't mosh like how we were like running around because he would have been out of breath like in a second. Right. So he stood still, dude. He he like got in a fucking Cody Forty Blue stance, dude. He, he got, got he got point. in a stance. And he just started swinging hammer fists like oh. in his own area, and but there's other people running around, right? But he's standing in the tycoon, just park. a flock of sheep. So everybody's like and scrambling around him, and there was of course this cheeky guy, right? He um, had a big butt. He yeah, he was probably cheeked up, but I'm saying he was cheeky in the sense that he went over this fat guy and was just he started swinging, and. The fat guy knocked him the fuck out, like flat. Like you heard the hit, it was like, <laughs> like Squidward's feet, <laughs> just like Squidward's foot. Knocked this dude out cold, but and then everybody stopped, got him up, and we knew it was like a hard hit because we actually had to like everybody had to like stop moving because we would have like trampled him. Got him up. He was like, dude, what? He was like, he was like, that was fucking crazy. And the fat guy was Best like, moment of his he life. was like, don't get in my way. He was like, I'm not moving, and but I want to mosh. So it's it's crazy. It's like, not fair that he moshes because he's not actually ex- he's only experiencing fifty percent of the mosh. Yeah, he's only giving it out. He's not taking it. No, no one can hurt that guy. I think, I think maybe. It would need we would need seven guys to take him out. Yeah, he's yeah. like Hulk. Yeah, and the Avengers. Like yeah. he, he's not he doesn't take damage. He's he's Rogue Hulk though. He he's not abiding by to any rules. He's Dirt Hulk. Hulk. Dude, he's <laughs> Beer Hulk. Just fat, busy bald. He had a he had a fitted on. Okay. So I couldn't tell. I don't know. I just picturing an ABR three hundred pound big beard though. Yeah, of course. Imagine imagine Action Bronson. With a fitted on. Big guy. Yeah. And he had, of course, he had like a big ass like triple XL tap out t-shirt on. Now that guy versus the black guy who was dancing and moshing at J.I.D. Black guy loses 100%. Because he was kind of built too. He was big. He had had invincible energy to him. He did. He definitely would not tap. But. He was swift too. But but he could move fast. Yeah, it's a good fight. You know, I would pay to see that. I would actually maybe put my money on the the little smaller guy. It's the mountain versus the viper here. Yeah, yeah, I would I would believe so. I I believe I would I would pay to see that fight. That kid was getting down, dude. Mm-hmm. He Ever- definitely he definitely could sneak some swift punches. But I'm saying this guy was built like the fucking Empire State Building, dude. This guy was just 
still. Just not moving. Couldn't move him, dude. Foundation. Hey, man. Get a couple Get a couple jets in there. It's his nickname. Make is Foundation. The, yeah. Shit, dog. Anyway, concert was great. Concert was great. 10 out of 10. I'll recommend the Love is Forever tour. It's probably all sold out by now, but... Fillmore was sold out for sure. Yeah. I mean, big cities are going to be sold out. They're going everywhere, though. They're going like all up and down the East Coast. Mm-hmm. It was sick. Uh, you want to talk about some music that came out? Yeah. Anything else to say about J.I.D. Smino? No. Just, you know, fucking... Fire. To that homeless guy in the parking lot, man. R.I.P. He's probably he's dead. dead. <laughs> Dude. I don't think he's dead. I'm just saying, next time we go, we're going to have to look for him. But I'll say rip in the sense that i probably won't ever see that guy again yeah because you know just moves with he's the a, wind he's a he's a rambling man yeah ramble on shit was crazy uh new music this week i think the big one that you and i have been on has been young nudie young nudie nudie atlanta's own i love atlanta atlanta they just keep breeding guys they can't stop it's like a it's like a like a factory for just just one of those conveyor belts. Artists. It's just the machine just pr- pressing them out. Gangster rapper, gangster rapper, soulful rapper, gangster rapper, jazz rapper, gangster rap. I mean, it's a lot of gangster rapper. Yeah, yeah. Nudie's in that gangster rap for mm-hmm. sure. I love him in uh, Down Bad too. Yeah, with Jaddy. Dreamville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in that. He's in that song with uh, Boss and Dreamville. He's uh kind of got his tentacles on everything recently. He's mm. uh for sure he's a squid. He makes that money eight ways. But he's squiddy for sure. The guy first heard about him like maybe a couple years ago, uh, as sort of like an artist that was more of a feature guy. Mm-hmm. I tried listening to his projects and it just didn't hit me the way that you know somebody like Twenty One Savage would hit me or Young Thug. Yeah. And it was probably just because he was newer, but uh, God damn, shouldn't have eaten that salmon for lunch. God damn. His projects, um, there's one called Slimer. He does a duo tape with Pierre Bourne. Hey, yo, Pierre, hey, you want to come, come out here? I need you for that sound effect. I got you. That was a hot tape that came right. out a while back. That was the first time I heard of Young Nudie. Then uh, one of my favorite projects in a long time was... Um, East Atlanta Monster that came out yeah. like six months ago. Mm-hmm. Dope ass al- album artwork, just yeah. like a big like monstrous booger version of Young Beauty yeah. with a bunch of golden guns with red dot yeah, sights yeah. coming out of his mm-hmm. mouth. Who the fuck thinks of that? Yeah. Man? I always love that like real like fantasy esque like shit. Like his album covers that. have been that that one was awesome. This mm-hmm. gumbo one is sick. Yeah. I fuck with it so heavy. Yeah. It's got all the different dishes mm-hmm. on the table with a with a snake slithering yeah. in between the dishes, mm-hmm. and all of the tracks on the so album symbolic are named too. after one of the dishes on the table. So there's yeah. like there's like Brussels sprout, yeah, pancake, yeah, hot grease, yeah, peaches and eggplants. It's yeah. like everything's on Dude, there. Dude, peaches and I mean, I put that on. That song's a little bit sus to listen to that. I listened to that, and at first I was like, that is such a weird combo. Peaches and eggplants. I was like, who would ever eat that? And then I was like, oh, it's talking about ass and dick. Yeah, go, oh, it's asses and cock. Yeah. And it's him in 21 rapping about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't, I tell you, bro, I just can't do it with these rap artists and the sex talk. Yeah. yeah. It just gets a little much. Mm -hmm. The whole whole song is two grown-ass men thugs yeah. you know self-proclaimed thugs what yeah. have you street boys yeah talking just about dripping <laughs> dripping I, and glistening I always think like rimming what i mean what do they look like when they actually fucking you know what i mean like are they like are they like fucking like smiling and shit or are they fucking like <laughs> frowning i think they never like they don't feel it anymore are they are they fucking and like the shit stinking they're like mm. Like hitting it from the back or something like that, you know, you don't know. But like hey, imagining, yo, imagining twenty one trying to fuck, like, you know, because because the culture now is like finding a thick bitch, right? And but but so big you can't even you don't even know really right. where the entry and exit is. Because the more extravagant that ass, the better the song is in the bar, right? You're like you're you're rapping like what's that song? It's like 
I can fit 10 Tahoes on it. <laughs> That's French. That's French right That's there. French. I hate French, but it's such a good bar. You know, you fit 10 Tahoes on this bitch's ass. Like, that's a big ass, right? But then you got, like, a skinny, scrawny little guy like 21 or even J.I.D. You know, J.I.D.'s, like, five, like, four, maybe. Right. Skinny guy. Do you think they're going after these big bottom, bottom heavy bitches, you know? And and we discussed. They're swagging this. like the dudes in those Jamaican, yeah, those Jamaican bobsled ass dances, whatever they're doing. They do like the, yeah, they're they fucking, the leg up. They're doing like the worm and shit on the fucking girl's back. <laughs> it's spin around. Yeah, jump. they're they're spinning on the bitch's ass like a fucking like gymnastics. And then the the, fi- the finishing move is like the rakishi. Do they lay on their back and the lady just goes, gunk, just finish them, dude, yeah. like Captain Falco yeah. and fucking Smash Bros. <laughs> No, that's Bowser, dude. Bowser, like, jumps up and just fucking slams down, dude. She Bowsers him. Yeah. She Bowsered him to death. She hit that Bowser, dude. <laughs> but, <clears throat> so, I, I, I'm gonna, on that note, I think the rappers talk a big talk. Yeah. But I don't know which ones could walk the walk. I don't know, man. I 21 think- Savage seems like he might not know how to have fuck. Yeah, I think, I think it's like uh, projection. Almost right, like psych- psychology has a lot to do with rappers too, right? Like you know, like you said, they could talk all this shit, but you know, some rappers admit like they're not actually about what they rap about. They're just about making money, so they're gonna right. rap about stuff that's culturally like what everybody's talking about at that time. You know, like having drip, pussy, getting bitches, getting money. Killing dudes for no fucking reason, you know. Fucking Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, the line is endless about how many things that could be wrapped about, you know. I but I, you know, who I do think is real, Santa. No, I was told the man is not real a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay, who? Duke Deuce. I think that motherfucker is so <laughs> real. I think that motherfucker is so real, for sure. Dude, he's so good at crip dude, walking. Dude, yeah. he's so good at crip walking. When uh, he's like doing like CPR on like one of the guys, and he's like, and he fucking gets up and he just starts dancing. That's Crunk ain't dead right there. Dude, I love Crunk is coming back to life. Yeah. But I, I don't think, as much as I liked Nudie's album, when they are always talking about sex and all that shit, it's cool, but it gets overrated. Everybody's rapping about it, and GID. I think he's real because he's not rapping about that like necessarily about sex. He's he when he's talking about a girl, he's rapping about pursuing the girl and like the shit that leads up to sex. You know what I mean? Right. Foreplay. Right. That's Cody Blue. That's a real play. guy right there. He talks about it's more relatable, maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's less fantasy. Mm-hmm. Whereas Young Nudie's like, I fucked a bitch on a dragon, right. you know, on a dragon's back, and right. just whatever. <laughs> You know, just mythical shit. And I dragged my nuts across her face and then I dragged them back. Mythical shit, mythical, right? right? Mythical. That's just Nudie's kind of gig, though. Like, right. the same way we talked about Key Glock last week, where the, the content is kind of not there. Mm-hmm. It, the, it's kind of like, it's you listen to him more for the cadence and the energy, mm-hmm. not necessarily to learn yeah. that much. Yeah. So, Nudie, I listen to Nudie, I don't necessarily think I'm going to get like a PhD in Nudieisms. No. But, I don't agree either. You know, I'm definitely going to learn a thing or two about the streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Nudie does it in that aspect. Like, I'm there to use my ears, not my head. For sure. Right. But now, on the, other, on the same note, right, Nudie mostly doesn't talk about stuff with content. Right. Or value. Right. Or intelligence. You know, no offense. Just kind of how it is. Right. Sometimes he does talk about more emotional stuff. So there's a couple bars on the album, Gumbo, that he actually will say some shit that hits a little bit, mm. but it's few and far between. Do you have like a specific mm. joint? You know, without using my phone to like see the track list, no. Mm. But um, it, it, I don't listen to him for it. Yeah. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. Like I picked, I look at the album, I go down, Shrimp. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great beat. Hot Grease incredible mm-hmm. pancake give me a break come on yeah i liked um 
let's see. I like peaches and eggplants. The beet was kind of fire. Beet goes hard. You know, um, I liked duck meat. I liked Brussels sprouts, and I liked Portobello. Um, I thought all of those songs were really good, but like you said, you know, I'm I'm not listening. Sometimes, you know, it's good to zone out and just listen to the beat. You know, Nudie has never struck me as someone who's like there for lyricism, but um, I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this album, and um, I think that you know. It's it's cool that now I'm, you know, getting albums from him that I enjoy rather than just features. Because when I first heard of him, it was on Dreamville. And Dreamville went fire. So I was like, I'm looking up all these guys, you know, like Loot. Uh, I knew who Boss was, but I hadn't heard from him since like Boca Raton. You know what I mean? So right. I didn't really know any of his other shit that he was dropping. But... You know, he was just like one of those artists that was just kind of to the side. He was now, an app. He was an appetizer. If if Nudie drops now a third project, so he went from East Atlanta Monster mm-hmm. to Gumbo. Now, if he keeps this momentum and drops a third album of this quality, he will be on a tear. He'll yeah. be heating up. He will be heating. The up. next album is going to be on fire. Yeah, it's going to be a. It's going to be uh, something incredible to witness because mm-hmm. you know at like we said individual listening too hard not too much value but the man's quality so consistent yeah. so consistent and to see like how many artists are out there these days who just are like trying to make music and break into the scene and you got nudie just able to consistently drop bangers mm-hmm. projects where at least Three, four, five songs are going to stay on your playlist. Yeah, that's rare. Very uh, rare. I keep wanting to say scrimp because maybe that's how they scrimp. say it down in the. He that's, does. That's how they say it down in the south. Scrimps. He got that southern but, drawl too. But shrimp does go hard, and I think I don't. I actually don't know if Portobello's is my favorite song on that album, but that and and shrimps is definitely like top for me. I feel so weird talking about how it's all food. Nah, not me. And I'm fucking around food every day, dude. I try to explain Slicing it, bread, dude. You know how dumb it sounds when you're when you're explaining to your fiance, like, so this is Young Nudie, and Young yeah. Nudie just came out with an album. Now look at the album cover, right? right. There's ten different dishes on the table. Right. Now each track is named after a specific kind of food. Yeah. And then she goes like, okay, well, like what, you know, like what about portobello is like right. related to mushroom? And I'm yeah. like. I don't nothing. know. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> There's nothing about it. I guess maybe it's like, you know, just different different plates, right? So different types of variety. Different palate. Different palate. Different mood. Different mood. Are you allergic? Right. You're you going to send it back? What's the sodium content? How are, is it prepared? Or are you diabetic? Do you want to be diabetic? Are you vegetarian? Are you carnivore? Do you drink or not? So many of these questions have gone unanswered. But the album is still new. So I think we'll maybe, if if we decide to come back to this album, maybe we can, you know, it's not an look if. a little This deeper. is the most profound album concept-wise in a generation. <laughs> We're coming back to... You know, reveal its secrets. Yeah, Revelio. I'm in a real Hogwarts yeah, kick yeah. recently. You need dude. legacy. Revelio. You, you need Hogwarts legacy. I'm bro. bringing it back because I want this concept. It's got levels to it. Dude. It does. Like the Chamber it's, of Secrets. It's got. It's got layers. It's like an onion. Maybe that's why there's a snake on it. Chamber of Secrets. Basilisk. I don't Possibly. know. Possibly. Let's move on to another album this week. Slow tie. Yes. Did you listen to Slow Tie's new album? Yes. Ugly. Yes. Is he ugly? Mm, to me, no. What would you rate him out of 10? Looks-wise. Ba- ba- oh, looks-wise. He's a solid, you know, I mean, based off the money he's making, I'll give him an extra point. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say he's like a, a six. He's a British eight. He's a, oh okay, British eight. He's gotcha. a British eight. Eight, gotcha. Anywhere else in the world, six probably. Yeah. But Britain, yeah. Two extra two points. Yeah. 
Okay. So you're saying in the majority, British people are notoriously ugly. No comment. No comment. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, now, what you are saying, though, is that Americans and the majority of the world are just better looking than British people. Now, that's correct. Now, okay. that is yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah, that's right. fact. Yeah, no yeah, cap, yeah. no kizzy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, British people, you know, kill yourself, right? <laughs> um, so, do you think he's ugly? I think he thinks he's ugly. Mm. On the inside, too? Both. Yeah. I think he just fucking wakes up in the morning, looks in the mirror, and just is holding a toothbrush like it's a fucking cleaver. You ever just get mad at yourself? Yeah. Looking at yourself. How many mirrors do you think he's punched? Oh, my God. He's got to be in the top tier. Yeah. Top 0.1% of mirrors How many bloody knuckles do you think this dude's got? Just scream and punch the mirror and then have to buy a new one? fool. Only to punch that one? Cheerio. He's like, right, I'll do you for that. (laughs) (laughs) He's for sure screaming British shit. Yeah, yeah. Pitch looking lovely tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, meet the wife Susan. Just a bit of banter. Just a bit of banter amongst friends. Now, on to the album. If I had made an album like this, I'd probably think I was ugly too. But. He's definitely going on like some some sad boy stuff. The whole album's like very depressing. It's actually I don't actually think this album is hip hop. Do you? Well, there there's been a lot of trends where people are like breaking off from the standard like thug hip hop what they're making and and branching off to more emotional stuff. And I think we we look at his album Ugly and we're like, okay, if this is like an album he really wants to make and let people know to relate to, this is some this is some emotional stuff that's going on in his head because he made the songs. This is something he relates to, obviously, but it's definitely not like emotions about um, things that like give him joy. These are these are like dark shit. This, this is, is a this is like peeling back the curtain and like looking into the soul of a, of an average person yeah. who's got their own shit going on, mm-hmm. and it's it's saying people are ugly. Like yeah. what's what's underneath? Like I might look good on the outside, right? Mm-hmm. But inside is ugly, turmoil, dark right. clouds, yeah. typhoon. So he's got an album where this is what I'm saying. Like it's not hip hop, first of all. Because if you just, the definition of hip hop is, I think, opposite of what this is. It's all band instrumental. Like, yeah. there's a, a live, not a live band, but like a band playing mm-hmm. all the songs. There's some like synth kind of stuff going on. Yeah. No, like, you know, there's no bass, no overproduction. Not a lot of this is digital. It doesn't sound digital, at least. If it's digital, like drum sets and shit, mm-hmm. it's incredible. Um, and then it's a lot of, it's a lot of slow tie singing. It's a lot less of like, rapping bars and a lot more of like singy sing songy there's definitely like some verses that he does but nothing's like he's not flexing at all yeah and the tracks kind of go like and start in a dark place and then go just down 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 and then by the end of it there's like a glimmer of hope in slow ties voice but man somebody needs I to think, give my man's a hug because he is not doing good I, yeah i think there is so i know brussels sprout the first song this is you're talking about gumbo oh fuck bro said brussels sprout because i had it <laughs> slow tie album uh, oh dude. imagine I if the first I, song was called I, 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 brussels sprout okay so oh. yum right yum on his this first Yo. track on his album um, it's actually quite a long song, but there's a transition in the beat, uh, like three quarters of the way through the song and listening to it, it becomes more kind of upbeat, but it still has like the dark undertone of like what's going on, you mm-hmm. know, like, and, and I see that a lot because there's, um, a lot of people make music that has a dark meaning, but they they make like an upbeat 
sound to make it like more cheery and like swimming comedic yeah the whole album swimming basically yeah. like beautiful yeah production over just like existential chaos yeah well, was uh self-care was that on swimming yeah okay yeah like such a great song but beautiful song about maybe the most depressing thing on the planet yeah. but the song is like kids love it right they don't know what the fuck he's saying you know because they you know they're not comprehending like the lyric of the story but well the key to a good song and just as a side yeah. is i realize a lot of these songs that are great if you listen to them without thinking about or listening to the full lyrics and yeah. just listen to the catchy parts yeah it has a different meaning mm -hmm. than when you actually pay attention and listen to it. Yeah. Like self-care mm -hmm. sounds like it's all about like self-care. Hell yeah. Like mm -hmm. take care of yourself. Love yeah. yourself. It's, it's like actually about not being able to care for yourself. Yeah. I also think of the song Nikki by logic, you know, um, logic reveals later in the song that right oh yeah right he's, it, it almost sounds like he's talking about you know a love affair and someone who he's addicted to which is true but then he reveals later in the song that nikki is actually nicotine smoking cigarettes where's my nikki and he's and he's talking about how it's like ruined part of his life growing up in that part so yeah i agree like when you have a double meaning to a whole ass song and you really don't know what he's talking about at first you're like, you know, wow, this is like a good song. And then you figure out what he's saying and you're like, wow, this is a really good song. Cause like, you know, the average person might say, oh yeah, fucking self-care. It's about, you know, taking care of yourself. Right. Oh, Mac was in such a good place when he wrote this. Yeah. Hey. Month later, fentanyl. Killed himself. No. Unintentionally. Oh, dude. Yeah, he did. I guess he technically did kill himself. Yeah. Yeah. Unintentionally. Unintentionally. Uh... And honestly, so it's funny you bring up Mac because when I listened to... So the album Swimming by Mac was like a pivotal kind of moment yeah. for me like in how I comprehend hip-hop and art mm -hmm. and shit because I actually shit on that album when it first came out. Yeah. And I said, what is he doing? It's so sad. I don't want to listen to sad music. Mm -hmm. It's so slow. I want bangers. I want fun. I was in college. I was like... Well, I just got out of college, but I was like, it, I want more fun. This is yeah. like boring and lame and stupid. Yeah. And then a month later he dies and I'm like, fuck Mac Miller's gone. Now I never get to experience another banger by Mac Miller again. Turns out I listen back to swimming after like with everything in mind and it and it all of a sudden becomes like the most impactful, like beautiful album yeah. I've, I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. It's in my top 10 albums of all time. Yeah. Um, I think we do. We have, we have it? it. It's not on the wall mm -hmm. today, but Faces is on there. Yeah. Swimming's under there. Mm. My point being is that I listen to this album, Ugly by Slow Tie, and I go, fuck. I never want ever it to happen again where I like write off an artist yeah. because of the project they put out is different right. than what I anticipated. Mm -hmm. Like that is what that's like a journal for mm -hmm. where they're at right now. Yeah. And if that's true, slow ties fucking up, dude. He's Damn. fucked up right now. Mm -hmm. So that makes me worried that he's out there doing drugs, stealing shit, stabbing people, fucking who knows what he's doing. Yeah. But, but I'm afraid that, when you get an album as like raw and emotional and dark as this, it it could be a sign like a sign of what else is going on in their life. Yeah, turmoil for sure, depression, and then actions wise, like I don't know if I think Slow Tie's clean. I don't think he does drugs or shit like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It worries me. Yeah, yeah, because you definitely don't want um, you know anything bad. Like because you you look at these artists. And it's and it's hard to remember that they're real people, and when they make vulnerable albums like this, you know, most of the time, like you said, you take it for granted. You know, you deal as a person with your own bullshit. So a lot of the times, when you want to listen to music, you want to listen to something that's going to put you in the right mood, mm -hmm. and you don't want to be put into a sad mood unless you're already in a sad mood. So, you know, and it, and if you are a psychopath who likes to be in a sad mood all the time, you know, you need to get things checked out. You know, no cap on that, right? That's some real shit. No kids. But 
if you know, like you said, you know, having these sad albums, you 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 start to realize like slowly, slow tie is is peeling back these layers, mm. and you're just like, like what is up, man? Like you know, because I feel like when you're at that high standard, you don't want to be asking for help. There's there slow tie is probably not asking for any type of help. No, dude, he's got his walls up, dude. Dude, so tight Shrek, dude. He's playing what? 24 hours a day, dude. Just... You sound like a ringtone. Just bumping and just trying to forget all that sad shit, I bet. I mean, everybody does that. You just yeah. try to like mask the sad shit. Yeah. That's like literally what Yeet is. The artist Yeet just came out with an album too called Two uh, Afterlife is what it was okay. called. Okay. I have not heard this. I listened to the album. I tried really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And it's not for me. Are you going to write him off? It's just not for me. (laughs) (laughs) He's just not for me. Because it's just so mindless, brainless. And even the beat, the production doesn't even really add anything to it. Right. And I think this is before. I'm not writing him off. I think I'm just putting them in a box okay, right okay yeah and yeah. later on i'll open that box and you're I'll, gonna mark it you're gonna date it you're gonna put it in the attic and then when, save I'm, for a rainy when it's day. time i'll take it out a rainy day I'll right. blow it off blow the dust off of it open it up take take heat out of the box and right. maybe just re-experience but for right now it's stupid as shit yeah, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. The, i can't follow it i don't think there's any value to it but to me but to kids who are today growing up in a world where just it just probably feels like life is just overwhelming and hopeless. It's kind of probably nice to just plug in and listen to some mumbling fruity pebbles yeah. for dinner type beat. You know, like mm-hmm. he's just, he's Novocaine. Yeah. He's Novocaine for kids to just numb the feeling, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it's 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 hard to be in the perspective of like a teenager right now. You know what I mean? Because you're not, you're not living that anymore. You're an older generation. You know, you're really old, actually. Um, and well, calm down, okay? Well, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm still a young spruce chicken, dude. I still got my head. I can probably jump higher than you, dude. You're running around, dude. I can. I could sprint still. You. You can't sprint anymore. I'm fast. You're at the age where if you start sprinting, you're gonna check your pulse in your neck. Okay. Damn, me, I do be checking my pulse in my though, neck a lot. Me though, man, I'm just chilling dude i i catch my breath and i'm like i'm good no you breathe real heavy i'm good dude you breathe real heavy you walk yeah. flat-footed in circles to catch your <clears throat> breath dude hands on your hips just like i do i i am at the point where i do put my hands on my hips but i've always done that right because try I'm, not to act like you're out of yeah, breath yeah. <sighs> take that deep breath and slow breath out dude you know maybe maybe slow tie should take some advice from that too I think he's doing what he needs to do right now. I think that him making this album is exactly how he processes the therapy. It's therapy. It's therapy. It's absolutely therapy. Like Mac said it when he made his, his stuff. If you want to know how Mac was doing at that time, listen to his music because that's him writing down how he felt. Yeah. Slow ties doing that too, man. And we knew that back in, you know, when we first heard of slow tie was psycho and the heavy, crazy, just rage and tyrant tyrant dude yeah. there's stuff behind that yeah like that rage is there's something behind that mm-hmm. and we got glimpses of it with like feel away like these yeah. little songs that he was putting out that were just kind of sad and kind of made you feel you know maybe a little sentimental for him mm-hmm. a little empathy now he gives and you know and then it just turns into an, a whole project about he might be at the brink to me like you know i said novocaine already but this sounds like um this sounds like prime Nirvana before Cobain blasted himself. Blew up. Before uh, Courtney Love blasted him. And Courtney Love blasted him. You know, you know what, actually? Um, it, I don't know if this is like sad to say or if I'm, like, I'm not cultured, but I never was like consciously around when Kurt Cobain like, blew his brains out, and I never really bothered to understand the story. I think you were four years old, so it would be more concerning if you knew about it in the moment. <laughs> well, I'm saying like I never looked into like what actually happened. There's conspiracy theory. The The short and simple of it is that he, I think he shot himself, potentially could have hung himself. I can't remember. I think he, no, he shot himself. 
I think he because like himself. a lot of people throw bars and like you know right. blow his brains out like Cobain yeah. or some shit like that. Suicidal thoughts call him Kurt Cobain. Right, right. Fuck yeah. There's a conspiracy all. theory that his toxic ass girlfriend at the time, Courtney mm-hmm. Love, killed him uh, and covered it up. But that's all conspiracy theory. Now, right. if Bobby were here, if Alex were here, he'd 100 percent think that Doritos had something to do with it, right? Yeah. For sure. Because he loves and Jack Harlow, conspiracy Because Jack Harlow was still the same age at that time. Right. And 100%. He's been, and he's been suckling on a vampire's tit. Mm-hmm. Just, just sucking that age down. Mama. Dude. That type shit. Yeah. But yeah. that's that's conspiracy. We don't yeah. actually know that that's true. Yeah. The, the simplest explanation is that Kurt Cobain, if you ever listened to the albums like Novocaine or yeah. In Utero, mm-hmm. the guy was fucking mental. Yeah. There's literally parts of In Utero. I think it's In Utero. What's the album where it's like the... The baby? No, that's um, that's a different album. I'm talking about the one that has like a body, like a female body on it like this. I'm not sure. It's got wings. I think that's In Utero. He just is screaming yeah. bloody murder mm-hmm. over guitar. Just someone taking a hairbrush to an electric guitar. Just yeah. but, that's, but that's also the thing. Like That's the only album cover I know. Is the baby the naked baby with the little penis and the you should go baby. back? I should go back. Nirvana. Some people will say Nirvana was not the first one to do that, like emo grunge rock sound, mm-hmm. but they were definitely the best. Some, I mean, I always hear that Nirvana was like the top rock band of all time. People love them. Yeah, people love them. I think people put Nirvana up there with like Pink Floyd. I think the last like generational best rock band out there that's still around i think that's green day red hot chili peppers but who's who's above them right like red hot chili peppers and green day they're right there you think i mean but like i mean i don't know if they're still making music i think that i think they are they are samurai cop i think was uh, a song by um red hot chili peppers i think they've both released albums in the last two years have they i don't know I, I've probably listened to more Red Hot Chili Peppers than I have Green Day, but I think I think out of those two, honestly, even though I listen to Red Hot, I think Green Day might be a little above them, just based off of the actual songs. They're definitely Green Day's more punk, yeah. So they fit more into that grunge style, whereas yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers were always kind of this like a little bit more lighthearted, yeah. Uh, Suck my kiss, right? More like um. Like maybe poppy is the wrong word, but they were like alternative West Coast, maybe all rock. Like they just took this sound of like this really like like um, bouncy like stringy guitar. You know who we need for that though. You know who we need to talk about Red Hot. Do we need to our number one fan? Do we need to bring our boy into the fold? (laughs) I texted him on his birthday. I wished him a happy birthday, and I was like, we got to hang out. When was his birthday? The 25th. It's right after mine. Oh, man. Dude, big you, shouts out big to you, slip. by the way. We didn't say happy birthday to you last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, daddy. Daddy's getting a little older. Big big shouts out to old poppy. Big 2-8. Big 2-8. And then bigger, no, less. Big big shout out to both of you. Yeah. You and PC, our yeah, boy. PC. Um, wherever you are out there, PC, we're thinking about you. I made a wish on a star for you. On I, think, I mean, I think he lives local. I think it's like maybe Pittsburgh. I could just bullshit that. That's not local, buddy. It's not Indiana. It's six hours away. It's not that. He moved back closer. Because Pittsburgh's I, not. What do you mean? You just said he moved to Pittsburgh. Well, I was wait, like, wait, I, let's not. Let's not also say where he lives. Well, I don't know if he lives in Pittsburgh or not. I'm just saying, like, I think he's more closer to us now than he was before. And I just picked Pittsburgh because he definitely doesn't live in Philly. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's daily. <laughs> <laughs> Let me die a boat. <laughs> Anyway, uh, shit. Uh, let's wrap this up. It's a Slow Ties album, Ugly. Very good. Um, it's very different. It's in that same vein where Yachty just came out with like a trip, yeah. trip hop kind of punk, yeah. uh, what would you call it, psychedelic rock album. Like yeah, definitely, definitely psychedelic for sure. He's experimenting. Experimental. So that's this is what Slow Ties is doing right now. He's dealing with something. And uh, I, for one, am not going to be on the other side of this one. If saying, he comes out that with project this, sucked. If he comes out with a second, sadder album, I'll be concerned. 
I think, I'm already concerned. I think right now it's therapy. He wants to get it out, lets those demons out, because it is demon time. Bro, listen to it again. It's uncomfortably emotional. Daylight demon time. They're not. They're not. Turn those clocks back. You could. These are not songs to ever touch the aux cord. Mm. Not one of them. Not even yum. Not one of them. Not even during. They the get uncomfortable consistently. They get yeah. uncomfortable screaming. Yeah. Almost like crying. Talking about killing yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh. God, they've never. What was the "Never Again" song that he, he talks about? He'll never see his lover again. I mean, yeah, bro, my heart is broken, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My heart you know, boy's going through some sad boy hours. Big sad boy hours. Man's fighting demons. Yeah, it's demon time. Mm-hmm. I'm a savage. But that's not that's not slow time. That's Saint John. Anyway, yeah. uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, not really. Let's wrap this bitch up. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll be going um to my bachelor party before this episode drops, so we'll have already gone through the gauntlet by the time this is out, um, and we will maybe talk about it a little bit next time. Yeah, we next might time. give you a snippet. We might open up a Patreon, and you'll have to pay to see that type of shit. Yeah, a lot of lot of big stuff coming for the podcast. Really excited about all of it. OnlyFans, no buttholes though. Um, I don't think that we agreed on the butthole thing. Well. For me, at least in my contract, yeah. I don't yeah. want to do butts. Okay, fine. is that okay? Yeah, that's that's good. Can you do the butts though? I could. All right. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Um, we should have this guy back next time. Oh yeah, third guy. We didn't even mention him. Uh, people saw that he wasn't here. Yeah, he's a presence. Yeah, he and is. you also, if you were listening, you knew he wasn't here because we stayed on topic. Yes, and you didn't hear <sighs> the whole time. So. Um, you know, who knows? We might fire him. Might get a new guy in here. New third guy. We might we might <laughs> we might crowdsource his throat surgery yeah, to yeah, fix yeah. his breathing. <clears throat> and uh we might permanently turn on his microphone. That would be great. But we're working on all of these things and he's gonna be back next week. It's gonna be excellent. Yeah. So let's uh let's wrap this one up. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. And we'll see everybody for episode one seventy six. See you.